A podcast where we talk about films. Films before the 2000s, after the 2000s, and just films in general. My name is Sam, and I'm joined here by Miguel, Keo, and Alex. How's everyone doing today? Uh, so tired. Yeah, stressed out for school. <laughs> school really making me stressed right now. They're putting on everything on us. Every single mm. class. Projects, projects, midterms. Right. The next time, the next time my mom... Uh, shaves my head she's gonna find so much great uh white hairs <laughs> dude i already have a lot of white hairs you don't even know Same. i remember yeah. she was cutting my hair once and she kept pointing out oh you have a white hair here 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 and i'm like okay why why are you like this why are you, just... <laughs> why are you like this why just yeah why? what <laughs> i don't know uh, you're like, really mom, leave me alone. Huh? fun fact i actually talked to a hairdresser about this and she was like They've been lying to you. The reason you have white hair is because your hair is thicker and it's more common in Asian men. And I was like, Really? I, what? I never knew this. Like, this was like mm. what I based my childhood on. Like, I had gray yeah, hair. Yeah, I'm, I'm stressed. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Damn. You're telling me it's just natural, not because I'm stressed. Yeah. I guess so. I think it's stress, but. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, who are you going to believe, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. So how this show works for anyone new joining us is that for a two-week period, we talk about one genre of film, where one week we talk about an older film, like before the 2000s. And the next week, we talk about more modern film. And then we contrast and compare both films. So last week, we talked about an older horror film, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, released in 1974. It's about two siblings and three of their friends, they were en route to visit their grandfather's grave in Texas and ended up falling victim to a family of cannibalistic psychopaths and must survive the terrors of Leatherface and his families. So, Keo, what's the modern horror movie film we're going to be discussing today? Talking about today is Us uh, by Jordan Peele, uh, accompanied by her husband, son, and daughter, Adelaide Wilson, returns to the, to the beachfront house where she grew up as a child, haunted by a traumatic experience from the past, Adelaide grows increasingly concerned that something bad is going to happen. Her worst fears soon become a reality when four mass strangers descend upon the house, forcing the Wilsons into a fight for survival. When the mask comes off, the family is horrified that to learn that each attacker takes the appearance of one of them. Alright guys, so what did you guys think about the film? gotta say it wasn't like scary mm -hmm. but it was like Facts. constantly like what's gonna happen next you know what i mean like you were all constantly on the edge of uh -huh. your seat like you weren't like sitting there like terrified like looking yeah. behind you kind of thing but like at the same time it kind of had you a little bit looking over your shoulder you know what i mean or like it was like a new take on it's like a new take in horror i think yeah it wasn't as I, the movie was not as I expected because I didn't think the whole event would lead to something bigger, right? Because, like, mm. my, I don't watch a lot of horror movies, but, um, you know, I was surprised that it let, like, it, um, the problem, right, with the four mass strangers led to an even bigger problem. Because mm -hmm. generally, the horror movies I have in mind, it's like, you know, they're fighting for survival in that house, like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, right? 
it was just the the two uh, siblings and three friends and then the killers, right? No one else was really involved. But this one had basically the whole world involved, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. like when they first escaped from the like when they first escaped themselves the first time, I'm like, why is there so much of the movie left? I think it was like at like I think it was like still 56 minutes left. And then we saw like you know the people holding hands, how there are multiple versions of people across the world. I'm like, damn, this this ain't like most horror movies, you know? Mm-hmm. Let's do something yeah. bigger. It was just across America, though. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, but like, generally, like the problem is always like mm-hmm. within like just the people involved. I didn't think it would extend to like more people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's see, like that's one of the things that I thought was interesting as well. It sort of reminded me. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but uh, the cabin in the woods. Mm-hmm. I think that was the movie from like 2018. And then, uh, I'm gonna spoil it, but in the cabin in yeah. the woods the main character like decides to make I, I don't remember like a selfish choice or the wrong choice or something and i'm pretty sure at the end of the movie everything just goes bad and like the world ends or something oh unless we're not talking about the same one but that's what i remember from the movie and i just thought what a like interesting take on horror mm-hmm. you know like because a lot of horror films um is usually like ah yes one situation is resolved but like the entity or whatever it is is like locked in a box and then there's yeah at the end and it's Mm -hmm. like somebody takes the box and it's a new family and the entity will be released eventually in the next movie yeah Yeah. i just thought that was interesting yeah i think i like how horror movies today now have like evolved and that like they're not always about jump scares Mm -hmm. there's like more about story now which is like, and it's like constantly getting like... your brain thinking, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of just like, oh, that was terrifying to see or terrifying to watch happen. Yeah. It's kind of just like, what now? What now? What now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, but I, I do have to ask you guys: Did okay. this movie actually scare you? No. Um, first time, uh, it, I think it made me get creeped out more than scared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. For sure. Hmm. If yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, no, no, no. I, wow. I totally agree. Yeah. Um. Actually, one of the scenes is actually one of my favorite scenes. Actually, that creeped me out about the film was when Adelaide and Red had that fight in the classroom, like the final like confrontation mm. between each other, and like the music. Right. It's supposed to represent like the ballet recital, but it they used it in yeah. such a creepy way. I got shivers from it, especially when Red is like <laughs> moonwalking backwards, essentially, right? <laughs> yeah. It, it, it felt like you were fighting like those, like it felt like you were fighting like a villain in a in a video game where they just move so fast everywhere. It felt like that, and like the music that's supposed to be really nice because you know it's a ballet recital was actually mm. creepy. Like I actually get spooked. I looked, I looked back on that scene, and I, I got chills from it. It was really spooky. Mm. You know? I. <sighs> See, there's this little tiny stuff in the film where, and maybe this is just a personal thing, mm-hmm. but it kind of felt like the director loves film. Like, there's yeah. just little tiny things. Like, for example, when Adelaide uh, was in the house, she was trying to find the keys, okay? And I remember mm-hmm. very distinctly that when she grabbed the keys, like, he did some sort of zoom Mm-hmm. So that, like, we saw, like, the key just pull out. And it was, like, super mm-hmm. quick. It was, like, two seconds. But yeah, there was that. But, like, you also have to give creds to, like, the uh, the screenwriter as well. Because mm-hmm. I really actually like the characters. They were pretty believable. 
Mm-hmm. To me, I, yeah. I don't know if you guys thought the same thing. What do you guys think about the characters? I don't know. Like ninety percent of the movie, I was like yelling because I was like the husband. I was like, "Why aren't you listening to your wife? She's like, don't go. Why aren't you listening? Why are you not listening? Why are you going out there? Why are you talking to them? Why are you like literally almost the entire movie? I was like, she literally just told you not to. Yeah. Why? I think that. I why think are that you makes outside? it like him more of the comic relief though, because like he, oh, yeah. he does that dumb he got stuff. But be. By his shadow. You know, the movie was, the movie was actually kind of funny too, because I was watching yeah. with friends, and my wife and friends like, "Yo, why is this guy so weak?" Because you know he got dragged out of his house. And then <laughs> yeah. the other funny thing too was like when they like after they went to their friend's house and like like killed all the tethered there, and they went to go in the van. They're like discussing who's driving. They're like, "Oh, I killed this much person. I killed this." Oh person. my god! Oh, yeah, I, they got a kill like, count. He was like, "I killed." Kill like, one oh. plus one. That's two. And I was like, yeah. "Okay." I thought that was like, so yeah. funny though when the daughter yeah. literally said kill count and I was like, dog, is this, is this zombies? We fighting yeah, zombies? Yeah. My husband was just like, yo, man, I killed myself and the other yeah. two. <laughs> it was so funny. Oh so funny. my god, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Alright, well, I discussed my favorite scene from the movie, which was like the final fight. It was my favorite because it was just really spooky. Mm-hmm. What are your guys' favorite scenes? Um, I don't necessarily <laughs> like... N- the scene doesn't really come to mind for me. Okay. But I will say that Same. my favorite character is Gabe. Because Gabe, I just yeah. think Gabe he is funny. so funny. <laughs> and, like, despite this being, you know, a horror piece and having, I think, like, meaning, like, underlying throughout the whole movie, there were just a couple lines where I was just like, this is ridiculous, and I love it. But it was also believable. Yeah. Like, uh, there was... In the beginning of the movie, where his wife was like, "There's a family outside," and he's like, "There's not a family outside." And the shot cuts, and there's a family outside. I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> "Yeah." And then you know, so at the beginning, he uh, he he goes out, and he's being nice and stuff. He comes back in, he goes out again, and he's trying to be tough. Oh, you guys want to get crazy? Want to get crazy? <laughs> I love that. Is like the best point in the film. It's like, you want to get crazy? You we know, get yeah. crazy. That was yeah, another scenario, though, where I was like, why are you provoking them? They're like, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, pause. Because that's such a creepy thing. When they're just standing there in a row, holding hands in the dark right? in your driveway, why are you yelling at anything? The only thing you should be doing is locking those doors and windows. Right? Because that's, like, not Bruh. typical behavior. That's, these people are psycho. These people <laughs> are mass murderers. And you're gonna be like, oh, we wanna get crazy? That's how you get crazy. Like, no, 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 leave him alone. Bruh. And the fact that he just gets beat with the baseball bat, like, yeah. right after, it's so funny. That like, <laughs> like, also, just like him as a dad figure. You know, like, as soon as we yeah, introduced to him, he, like, he's trying to make all these lame jokes. You know, the first time we see him in the boat, he's like, I'm on a boat or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think when they first arrived at the cab, he like dabbed, and I'm like, oh my god. Did you guys see the name of the boat? It was yeah, it's like Crawdaddy. 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 Yeah, Crawdaddy. <laughs> uh, oh, it was so good. Uh, well, all right. So Keo said his favorite character is Gabe. Sam, Miguel, do you have a favorite scene, character, favorite anything, you know? My favorite scene huh? was definitely the end reveal. Oh yeah. Yep. Honestly, yeah. Honestly, that was the like reason the plot it was my twist. fave is because I legitimately did not see it coming. And I watch a lot of these yeah. kinds of movies. 
And I can yeah. almost always kind of see it coming ahead of time. And I genuinely mm. did not see this one coming. I was like, yeah. my jaw hit the floor. I was like, seriously? Damn. Yeah, the first time I saw it on theaters, I was like, hold up. <laughs> I was like, my mind was messed up. Like, mm. it, bruh. But it it's makes right. so much make sense. You yeah. know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, who has seen this movie before? Yeah, this is my third time seeing it. This so, is like, your third time? Yeah. This is my first. First. Wait, really? Okay. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, uh, it's, it's my first two. But whoa. I, I, I feel like I should have asked this question before uh, this episode for sure. But also, okay. just like, Miguel, comparing yeah. this time to the first time you watched it how does it compare like is it still the same is it a little bit less it's like bro the fact that you know the plot twist at the end and like you the second your second viewing you're just like oh my god it makes so much sense like everything just so make like everything that has like adelaide shots in it like yeah how she gets worried and like the flashbacks and everything like you can tell that the director was trying to mislead the viewers, mm-hmm. you know? But like the second time you like see it, you're just like you see Oh, it makes sense. Like the plot yeah. twist. Like she was like actually like the tethered and like everything makes sense. And I was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Those that was lines yeah. were actually that... her being an evil child. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I was like, Oh, everything plot makes twist. sense. The plot twist at the end was something I didn't see coming, but when I talked to other people and I looked back on it, like how, you know, the clone was whistling the same song, like the one who we thought was the tethered, right, mm. was whistling the same song as Adelaide did when she was a child. I'm like, oh, like it, it just clicks in my brain. I'm like, oh my God, right? that makes so much sense. And like, did you guys notice the fact that like, I think in the final, not like before the final battle, like when red takes away uh what's it? jason right yeah uh adelaide goes into the fun house and she just keeps on going like the first time i saw the movie i was like how does she know where jason got taken you know what i mean mm-hmm. so oh. i was already confused so i, I was like oh. yeah so i was like oh something's up but i didn't know but then in the end it was revealed that she's like the other part i was like oh it makes sense because she, knew. she knows the way into the like the tunnels basically yeah, yeah. so that's why i was like oh it makes sense now films like these are are one of the reasons like i i really want to get into more films and yeah discuss them right because like it's it's more than just a a, a moving picture you know there's mm-hmm. like hidden meanings and underlying issues that can be brought up but not necess- not necessarily discussed on screen they're just there mm-hmm. for us as the audience to pull it out right mm-hmm. so like aside from a medium where we can also enjoy looking at it i i also feel like you have to treat films like art yeah you know mm-hmm. like how can d- how can like art pieces from hundreds of years ago still have you know papers written on them today you know like how Mm. many people have seen it and written different papers on it right Mm -hmm. and what is a film a film is moving pictures so how many papers can be written on a film Mm -hmm. right but like also 
personally, I also think there's that's the line between a good film and a bad film. Yeah. Because I think good films will have those meanings and underlying stuff versus, like, I don't know, like, I don't want to say B-list films, but, <laughs> like, <laughs> you, you, like, you know the films I'm thinking of, you know? Yeah. Where yeah. it doesn't, it's just, like, they're for, I don't know, entertainment. For entertainment, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I have a yeah. question. What's up? Yeah. The rabbits. Okay. That, okay. So. Did you guys notice the black rabbit? Yeah. I noticed it in the beginning. Wait. My, I, I, there was the black beginning. rabbit. Wait, where Wait, was what? it? I noticed like a different colored rabbit. I didn't notice the There's black. There's a bunch she... of different colored rabbits. Yeah. Oh, I only noticed the black one, but as soon as she walked in, it was like to the left. Really? Because oh, it was just yeah, like to the bottom left. You know the beginning scene when you just have that giant wall of rabbits. By the way, yeah. fun fact: I counted. That's fifty-five. Just in that one 50, wall. Fifty-five. Before it or goes out any all of the way. Harmed? I hope mm. not. That's a well, lot. Well, I mean, they they use the. I mean, the feather eat the rabbit. Yeah. Oh you know, yeah, uh... she was saying. Yeah. yeah, the tethered eat the rabbit. That's their source of food. You know what's funny is that Yikes. we generally think rabbits are like really cute animals, right? I found them creepy. But I, but like if if it's a scenario like that where you just walk in and there's just rabbit, that's creepy. I think um I was yeah. looking at like an article earlier of like unanswered questions to this film, and people were like <laughs> the 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 one who wrote the article was saying how like you know rabbits are kind of like it's kind of a good representation of like the tether because they're like they look soulless too. You know, and I'm like, oh, that makes sense. I got like, yeah. I didn't get, I didn't get like, ooh, it's a cute rabbit vibe. I got like, oh, it's a, why are there rabbits here? You know, <laughs> very creepy vibe from the. Dang, yeah. yeah. Yeah, those rabbits are <laughs> food. You know, it's funny. It's like Keo mentioned how, how many, pa- how many people like have written like, you know, papers and stuff for like art pieces and like films, right? That's actually funny because right after I finished the film, my friend told me to watch a, a film theory video, right? And mm-hmm. it just blew my mind. And if you haven't seen the video, you should check it out. <clears throat> it's basically, it's Matt Pat. You know, we all know Matt Pat. Film theory. Right? <laughs> yeah. He, he was talking about how like the, th- the theme of the movie is based on the American dream, right? And how the American dream isn't about yeah. having everything you want and being happy. It's about having that appearance that you have everything you want, but not actually being satisfied with any of it, right? Like it shows how like the American society is so shallow and surface level because no one to- can tell the difference between Adelaide and Red this whole time, right? Mm-hmm. And like there's always like in the video there's always like references to like how you know, um, what's that guy's name Taylor or something Taylor and Gabe were always comparing things, right? Comparing what they bought with each other, right? Mm-hmm. That's another sign yeah. of the American dream. And like when Gabe, uh, when the intruders first entered his first entered the house, Gabe was, like, offering his stuff, right? Like, his wallet, like, mm-hmm. his bank account, all yeah. that stuff. It was just crazy. Like, Matt Pat dives more into the video than I do. Mm-hmm. You, should, you guys should check it out. But it was just mind-blowing because, essentially, what yeah. he was saying came true, in a way, because, you know, we have people diving into this film more, and I think that's what makes it a good film, too. When you have people diving into it more and coming up with theories and stuff. Um, you know? Tarantino says, if a thousand people, or I, I don't know what the exact uh, quote is, but he said something along the lines of, if a thousand people see my film, I hope they see a thousand different films. 
Mm-hmm. And while because of his more recent stuff, I'm not such a big fan of him. I do mm. believe that is a good outlook to have, yeah. right? Because I I mm. do think that film is art, mm-hmm. and that we should all see art differently, right? Like assuming that we are all different, then we think differently. So if we saw the same film and come out with only the same conclusions on everything. Then I think it's just like holding us by the hand too much, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, how does this movie compare to Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Because you know the point of this podcast, we're comparing it, contrasting it. You know, mm-hmm. what do you guys think about that? The difference. Well, obviously there's a difference, but you know, anything I particular think, you guys noticed? I think the characters are just more realistic in this one for sure i feel like you remember last time i was really talking about like the pacing of the movie these are complete (laughs) opposites we had like the first murder and like the first like half like half hour of the movie ish and then it was just boom 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 everyone's dead this it's kind of just like Mm -hmm. super drawn out where like it's slow paced action but like still kept i guess like us busy you know what i mean and yeah instead of like us kind of like bored like oh when's it gonna happen it was like it took a while for us to get to, like, I guess, like, the more gruesome bits of it. Mm-hmm. And the more, like, terrifying. But, like, we were still sitting on the edge of our seat. And I feel like that's, like, a really big difference. Like, the pacing mm-hmm. of a movie versus just, like, hey, here's this family. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to die. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I... Uh, sorry. I'm going to no, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, I think, for me, what was really super noticeable is the way it was shot. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. In the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, there were a lot of shots where it was almost like just a- establishing it, mm-hmm. you know, like medium shots where you can see all of the characters and stuff. Here, there's a lot of mixtures of shots, like there's over-the-shoulder shots where you can see the the character, uh, you know, over-the-shoulder, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, like at the end when Red was talking and just explaining what's happening... Mm-hmm. Uh, at the beginning, you see her face, but you see also see Adelaide, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're like, what is? Oh, that shot was actually a really good shot. Right? I think about it. Yeah. So, like even from here, what do we build on in terms of form? Mm-hmm. How do we make films more interesting and storytelling more interesting through the lens? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you, Miguel? Did you notice any particular? Yeah, I mean, I, I said, like, I mean, the characters in Texas Chainsaw were just, like, kind of dumb. <laughs> not going to lie. <laughs> compared yeah. to the ones here. Yeah. Um, I did notice, if y'all remember, take, like, the beginnings of both movies. Yeah. Well, Texas Chainsaw and us, they both had, like, um, what's it called? They both had like a text intro and a news report right in the introduction. If you yeah, yeah, like right in the beginning, and I was like, wait, Texas Chainsaw did the same exact thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like also with the title sequence as well. Like us did like the rabbit, like thing title sequence, and yeah. then Texas Chainsaw did like that gruesome thing with like the close-ups of the skeletons or whatever. But yeah. That's what I picked up on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that the 
I think that this uh, us made made use of the time well, in my opinion. Because mm-hmm. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, how long was it? It was like an hour and a half, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think us used the time well to really flesh out the characters, especially mm-hmm. in the beginning, because in the beginning, we're already intru- we're introduced to the family. We're introduced to Adelaide, who already gives me such a mysterious vibe, right? Because, you know, at the beach, when they were talking to, like, when he was talking to, like, his, uh, Gabe's friend's wife, right? She seems so often weary about it, right? And, mm. like, this, like, brings me up to, like, another theory where it's, like, how, how does she, why is she, like, afraid of, like, like, how, like, how do I describe it? If Adelaide, who wasn't, was actually, how, oh, God, this is confusing with all the clones, <laughs> right? If, but, like, I don't know. If Adelaide wasn't who we thought she was, right? Then okay. I don't know how, why. How does that explain her reactions in the beginning, right? The beginning, the beginning just didn't. It. it I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me because you know, like the Adelaide who we thought was real was actually a clone the whole time, right? It was actually the tethered version, and like I'm surprised that the tethered version was actually the one panicking and worrying this whole time, right? But no, even though deep down she knew she was a tethered, right? I don't mm-hmm. know. I think that was really good because it clearly misled me, right? Now thinking back yeah, to it, it was like, for sure misleading. I'm like, it was like they did a good job misleading me, and mm-hmm. yeah, even now I'm still kind of confused. I'm just like, how does <laughs> it explain her behavior before? You know, like why is the tethered version afraid when she clearly remembers trapping the, I guess, real one? down there this whole time right like why is she afraid of that you know but then we, we got to but then it got really creepy when you know like i really felt like her her son's like fear you know like how her son walked in on her killing people right like the first time was like one of the twins right mm-hmm. and the second time was her killing red i felt the <laughs> genuine fear he had because it's like he's looking at this he's like this is my mother and he just killed someone right like when he was in that locker right not, not gonna, i thought she was gonna kill him like when she found him in the locker right because he was in that locker the yeah. whole time and he saw that whole scene and like you know um the tethered like adelaide she didn't have to like choke out red right but she did yeah. it anyways if i saw my mother doing that i'd be scared too you know yeah. like clearly think, she's already dead but you yeah still you know and i think that was like the time that like she snapped i think when she like choked out red because yeah. like she like she screamed or something but yeah. like her voice was like or something yeah, and i was like, like speak, hold up like, yeah i was like hold thing. up something's up yeah. but then yeah and then the plot twist and i was like okay it, it was interesting too because like i never understood too like she could almost like she didn't really like understand them in a way like you know how they were like always mm-hmm. screaming at each other and like their little like weird screaming language yeah mm-hmm. everyone could hear it so how come she couldn't like she's from there so technically wouldn't she know this language wouldn't she understand what they're saying i mean i guess okay. if you i guess if you haven't been down there in a while right yeah so, that's true they swap places when they were like very young mm-hmm. and like like 
Oh. Yeah, but like they would have been like, like she knew maybe English, like you know, like yeah. right. Like the other one, this is the thing that confused me too. The other one, like who was born up top and then was trapped down there. Why did was she speaking like that? Oh, that confused she was, the hell me. She okay. I think I saw this from a Reddit post or something, but apparently Red speaks like that, like her voice is like that because, um, she got she, choked in the funhouse. Oh, yeah, that's a that's okay. a that's a heavy choke. Yeah, every like, she first got strangled, right? Yeah, she got strangled. Oh, that's that's God. why her voice is like that. Damn, these kids have like strong ass hands. <laughs> right? Like I just I don't know. Yeah. Like that confused the hell out of me too, because I was just like I don't understand. Like if she's from up here, she knows how to speak. Mm -hmm. Why is she acting like she just learned English yeah. and she doesn't yeah. know how to form these syllables? Yeah, I think yeah. this movie is like you have to see it twice because yeah. like, it just gets better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it gets better the second time you see it. Because that was one of the, honestly, yeah. that was one of the biggest things that kind of came to mind. Like after like the big reveal at the end, I was just like, wait, what? Why mm -hmm. is she speaking from her throat like that then? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I think I think the director and the screen uh, writer really had a vision, mm -hmm. uh, and. The thing about visions for movies is that sometimes I don't know where that vision is going. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and like one of the things I always question to myself uh, about uh, movies with visions is what is the metaphor that they're trying to like get me to understand? Like, what are they trying to say to me? Yeah, well, it's like so, the deeper meaning. Yeah. So, to you guys, what is the deep, the deeper meaning for this movie? You know, I thought this movie, when I first read like the synopsis, right, and how the synopsis said that the four invaders look like them, I thought the deeper meaning of this movie was kind of like this battle between like your dark self and your light self. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Like your light side and dark side. And then it completely took a different swing when the tethered, like the whole, like, I guess, race got introduced. And now, like, I don't even know what metaphor, like, what metaphor, what my metaphor is for this movie, to be honest, because I, I thought I had it, right? I'm like, okay, it's just like, you know, a, a battle between, like, like, man versus self type of thing, right? But it's mm. more like, but the self side is more personified into an actual person, but mm -hmm. it wasn't that case at all. So I actually don't know what kind of metaphor it is now that I think about it, you know? What about you guys? Do you guys have one? I think yeah, it's... Sam, what do you think? Oh, okay. sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, you can go, Sam. You were already talking. I got volunteered. Yeah, you were okay, already like, um, I Well, like, when Alex brought up the MatPat uh, video, I remember seeing that, too. And when I... After I saw it, I was like, okay, that does make sense. I think it was, like, the whole movie was, like, a metaphor to the American dream. Because, yeah. like, the more you talk... Like, I mean, the more you, like think about the movie it does talk about the american dream and all that so i'm pretty sure that's what it is the and, American dream. yeah like the struggle to like never get it or whatever something like that i kind of like for me i agree with kind of like what alex said but also i kind of think that it kind of nods to like almost like the forgotten members of society you know what I mean? Because, yeah. like, mm -hmm. they were talking about how, like, they were raised for generations and then they were just forgotten about because they were a failed experiment. But in reality, mm -hmm. like, 
the same thing is still like happening today but like not necessarily in such extremes obviously like there yeah. were like like in the 80s when they were like giving drugs to people to kind of like see like how they'd react to things and like they kind of didn't help them over their addictions it's like small things like that like where people members of society have kind of been left alone and kind of like helpless mm-hmm. i think it kind of nods to that a little bit and how we're not really helping like i guess like the struggling members of our society necessarily it's, mm-hmm. it's almost now that now that you said that almost reminds me of like it's like it reminds me of like when you create it's like that scenario where the main character creates like their own demons type of thing mm-hmm. and that demon is mm-hmm. coming back to haunt them i think it was uh, interesting I, too that they kind of like nodded to like that hands across america thing because in reality yeah, it was supposed was to be sick. like a charity that mm-hmm. was like again meant to like help the less fortunate and then here are yeah. the less unfortunate coming to take part their place yeah. in the world yeah you know almost using like that like that same like reference i just thought it was interesting it was like poetic it's kind of mm -hmm. uh sorry Uh, it's kind of funny too because i remember when i was watching that scene where like red and adelaide was in the like classroom right i think it was like the lighting or something but i had like this brief thought where i'm like why does red look more of like the hero than adelaide because adelaide's just covered in blood holding a weapon right mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. kind of like made me briefly question like kind of like what side am i supposed to be rooting on because like you see both of them i think in like a medium wide shot or something like that right and it shows like how like how they're both dressed and adelaide's just covered in blood from killing people right and then you know uh red was just like wearing her, red, her like her red thing so it's just pretty like cool or not cool but like it was pretty interesting that you know i kind of that this whole movie made eventually near the end made me question who who's like who's i guess really in the wrong here because mm-hmm. you know those are the forgotten people right yeah they were just essentially shaped to be this way yeah mm-hmm. yeah see i actually kind of agree with you alex but the way that uh I was thinking about it is what is the difference between you and me? And when I say you and me is I'm obviously talking about Red and Adelaide. Mm -hmm. Right? So I'm like, okay, so if they switched again, just like at birth, you know, what is the difference? Uh, And, you know, I think that was what the movies was sort of alluding to the entire time as well. Like even when we first uh, meet Red, where she was talking about like how uh there was like a kid and her shadow and the kid would see the sun and get really good gifts and the shadow would get nothing but why because you're a product of your environment right like her childhood shaped her to be the way she was Mm -hmm. right like everything she experienced kind of like led to this yeah so i couldn't help but think like if we were to apply that to our society, what if somebody was born into the lower class versus somebody who was born into the higher class? What is the difference? Was it just like genetic lottery? Mm. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, let me ask you about uh, the ending of the film. Mm. I, when Adelaide was looking at Jason, <laughs> For a second there, just for a tiny second, when he put his mask back on, I was like, 
is it Jason? Oh, that's actually. And like, I understand that the other Jason had his face burned. Yeah. But like, there's just some part of me that was like, why would, why would she smile like that? And why would yeah. he just accept it? For me, but, like, I, don't I took know. that almost as if like he knew. Yeah, he knew, that's like... that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Like he, because he was like looking suspicious at, at Adelaide. Like, wait, wait a minute, <laughs> you look, you mm -hmm. look weird. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. The, the dad, and the dad were like kind of left out of that. Like right? as a son, you're like, how the hell? Did, how did you know I was down there? How did you know exactly where to go? Why did you guys right? have this yeah. crazy conversation? Like for him, he doesn't really have any of that information. He just knows that they're doubles, right? Yeah. yeah. I just, yeah, it's like, it's just, it's just that whole scenario where what you thought was like what was right this whole time, like your whole life, right? And just have that that completely just flipped. It, it, I think for like. Especially experiencing that at such a young age, I, I, that's pretty like traumatic. I'd say. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know what else is pretty traumatic? What? Getting choked into a funhouse and and meeting your doubles and staying there forever. That's pretty traumatic. Yeah. Um. <laughs> anyway, uh, with that being said, what was our least favorite part of the film? Least favorite. Hmm. I don't think I have. Yeah, I don't think I have any, to be honest. Okay, oh my god. Okay, no, go. My least favorite part of the film wasn't even the film. It was legit the reviews. Uh, uh, I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you because, like, um, you know, like when we were looking for places like where to watch it, uh, I I was just I glanced at a few reviews and a lot of them were just like, I really thought this film would be better. Uh, really? And they, yeah, and they continuously compared it to Get Out, which was a great film, but it was also another film. How do yeah. those tie together? I haven't seen Get Out, but are they linked together? No. Is that why? No. no. They, they, they're by the same director. Oh, mm -hmm. is that why? Oh, okay. okay. Mm -hmm. It's just because he really like knocked it out of the park with that one. He oh, and yeah. that sets an expectation for the yeah. next one. But the thing is, I yeah. still think he like knocked it out of the part with this one. I just think that perhaps it like went a little bit more over people's heads than getting yeah. it. Yeah, because I find that like people kind of review that way or like find a movie less good than like its predecessor if like they don't understand. Yeah, and I think yeah, a lot yeah, of the yeah. beauty in this film is like the things that you don't understand that you'll understand the next time, the next time, the next time. Like I find that this, I really truly think that this is one of those films where like the more you watch it, the more Easter eggs you'll find. You know yeah, what I mean? like it's constantly yeah. gonna be the like, um, it's not gonna be like the same thing every bit. There's yeah. something I I actually want to touch on as well. Uh, in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I touched briefly on the idea of a Hollywood ending. And how yeah. everything would be explained, and how in uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it really isn't all that much. Like she escapes, but he's still out there, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. This film, to me, was less of a uh, of a Hollywood uh, ending as well. But like compared to Get Out, Get Out has that Hollywood ending. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Like, yep. everything gets resolved. Yep. And I think that is something audiences look for 
a lot of the time yeah. because you want to understand it. Yeah. But the problem with wanting to understand something is that if if we don't understand it, we're going to get frustrated. And I think personally, that might have been what happened with a lot of the audience. Yeah. Because、mm. if you don't look at it critically, you're just like, okay, well now、yeah. what? Like there's still like、mm. people in red out there. Like what am I? What am I supposed to do with、mm. this information? Yeah,、But、I don't know. I I still enjoy it. I actually really like. Yeah,、that. yeah. I enjoyed the movie too. And hearing what you guys said, it just reminds me of like math. I have like a love hate relationship with math, <laughs> and I think that applies into this movie. Where in a sense, where it's like I love math when I understand it, right? But I hate it when I don't understand it. And I was like Yukio. I was surprised by the reviews because like ninety three percent Rotten Tomatoes, and then like six point nine out of ten rating. I'm like, this movie was pretty good. I didn't understand like why people why people correlated to Get Out. I thought like those two movies were linked, right? But it's the director, and also、mm-hmm. reminds me of another、uh, another movie, that,、um, uh, um, an anime movie that I watched, right? Where <laughs> it was really good. I think y'all may have heard of it called Your Name, right? Really good anime movie, and that、uh, everyone praised the director for it. And then he made like a kind of a sequel. Well, not he made another film called Weathering with You, but which I think is better in my opinion, purely because of the soundtrack. But people kept like comparing it to Your Name. I think that people gotta stop comparing two movies together if it's by the same director. You know, clearly、mm-hmm. if they're making another movie, unless they state it's a direct sequel, it's something new, right?、Mm-hmm. So、uh, with this, I haven't seen Get Out, right? But I would probably compare it as its own movie, not comparing it to us. I think that's、mm-hmm. how people should look at it, right? Because if you just, because if you compare it, because like if I compared your name and weathering with you together, I'd be like, okay, this this one's clearly better, right? But、mm-hmm. you gotta look at it from like you gotta look at it from a subjective standpoint and just look at each movie as its own. What's good, what's bad about, it, not compare the two. So, so I think this movie is kind of underrated. Yeah. So you're you're almost saying like if if we were to compare works.、Um, Would you really compare two paintings from the same painter? Right, like yeah. yes, the yeah、uh, they they drew or painted both of these, but they're of different subjects. Exactly. So can you really rate it based off another one? Yeah. Yeah. No, I I I agree with that. Oh, <sighs> yeah. I don't know this movie. I actually liked it. Surprisingly, I I like a horror film.、I'm、usually scared of horror films, right? <laughs> and like I realized, I think I said it before. I, the reason I'm scared is that I build my anticipation up way too quickly. To build, like I build the anticipation for me to get scared, and then when it like for the scary part to happen, but then when it happens, it, it either it's either underwhelming or just you know oh that's it. Okay, well okay, that's the same thing as underwhelming. Yeah, it's probably just underwhelming. <laughs> I'm just making like a big deal out of it. Right, yeah. This film, that ending still kind of shocked me. Not gonna lie, I really、yeah. like. I really thought, what who we thought was Adelaide was gonna kill Jason, and 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 when you thought that Jason was a tethered、uh, Keo, that、uh, I remember I read through my article, people were saying like, what if Jason was actually a tether too? But but like there was no way because you know his tether his tether literally died in the fire, right?、Mm-hmm. I don't know. Still pretty interesting. Remind me,、uh, because maybe, maybe I forgot. But because they were locked in the room, right? Him in the tethered, and they were playing、mm. with matches. But yeah. So, so, like, the only thing for me that's disproving the theory 
is that when the tethered um lifted up his mask, you could see the fire scars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so you can see the burns. So for me, if the burns weren't there, I would have been messed. I would have stuck to this theory until I died. I would have told everybody I knew I would have been like <laughs> Jason as a tether. But like yeah. because of like that is the only thing, right? Because yeah. um yeah, no, I just think it's really interesting to to have this connection between the mother and the son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because this is like a family unit that's just been through something super, super traumatizing. So if you're a family unit, the only thing that you can do as a family unit is to try to heal as one uh, in this almost like uh, post-apocalyptic world. But as Jason and the mother who has this, this little story that, you know, the other two members don't even know, like, how do you react to that? Right. Imagine like, imagine like the, like Gabe and the, and the uh, daughter Sora, I think. Imagine they um, find out. Like, how would they, like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they'll never do that. Yeah. <laughs> never... I'm kind of curious, like, how, like, the ending, right? Cause the ending shot was just them showing, like, all the hands of America, right? All the tethered, like, holding hands across all of America. I, I just think of, like, the future. Like, what now? Right, because everyone has a clone, right? Everyone died, like by their clone. More like we can assume. What kind of world is it now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like kind of where this goes next. Yeah, uh, I also didn't realize this movie came out like literally last year. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty recent. And that, and that um, poster still freaks me out. <laughs> yeah, it is. I think it is a good poster. I actually want to bring it back to a point uh, that Sam made uh, about the hands of America. Mm. Um, I I think it's really interesting that they showcase it at the beginning of the movie and like bring it back. But also, mm-hmm. the first thing that struck me was the irony. Ah, yes, let's hold hands for charity and to feed the poor. Yeah. we're not actually gonna do anything to feed the poor we'll just hold hands and pretend this will you know like work out and i was just like this is this is it like this is sort of addressing the problem without saying the actual problem mm-hmm. because yeah. there are social movements like that yep right mm-hmm. where it's like okay share this picture and then we will donate five dollars has anybody actually looked at those pages has anybody uh-huh. actually fact checked them? Yeah. I've I've like literally tried my best to like not like through myself, but through other fact checking sites. Uh, have you guys seen that um Instagram where it's like plant tree co? Oh where yeah. Like, if yeah. Love, we'll uh donate one cent to to the Amazon rainforest. It's fake. It's Is fake. It? Yeah. Yeah, Is it's it? fake. I'm yeah, pretty I, sure it's fake. Uh, at saw, least like, one people... of them is fake. And there was like four or five all at the same um, time. Yeah, I'm right? guilty of of reposting that. Yeah. So, uh, I just think like stuff like this is like hinting at the audience. Like, look at what you're seeing. Examine it. Like, is it actually real? Or are you like 
uh what's the word what's that word where like you're just doing it to show other people that you're doing it uh it's like, it has, it's like fake activism or show yeah. activism or something right where it's yeah. just like i'm posting it so my friends see that i'm supporting it, it but i'm not me, actually doing it just reminds me of that quote where it's like you know action speaks louder than words you know mm-hmm. like people like say they care about this stuff people say like oh we're gonna fix it but that like you're just a dog with literally like all bark but no bite right just saying stuff to like make to make you seem like a good person right and that you care about people but like what are you really doing right mm-hmm. that's that's what i think of when you when you brought up this whole topic keo Maybe not in like that savage of a way, <laughs> but I think it. I think it makes sense, you know. <sighs> you know, how would y'all feel if you saw a tethered version of yourself? I'm uh, just thinking that. And not open it. See, mm. I, I think it would be really interesting because all the tethereds have their own little quirks, right? Mm-hmm. So, like Jason's tethered loved fire. Yep. Um. Uh, I guess, uh, who's the, what's the name of the, the, the friend? The wife of the friend? Kitty, oh, um, Kitty. Kitty. Yeah, Kitty. Oh, yeah, Kitty. And, like, her thing was, like, with makeup. Mm-hmm. And I actually thought, like, that little sequence where, like, she was, like, trying on the lipstick was actually super creepy. Yeah. yeah and it was, like, really well done. the woman's dead body is downstairs, and you're putting it on your lips. Yeah, I'm like, wow, <laughs> this is... No, yo. Because it's essentially you know, the same thing as using a stranger's like personal care. I don't think the COVID existed. I don't think COVID existed <laughs> yeah, in that time period, bro. Pre-COVID, it was another, it was another global pandemic. Like she basically <laughs> not, just not murdered somebody and then started putting on their their stuff. That's weird. Imagine no. someone murders someone and puts on their clothes. That's weird. <laughs> not that murder's not yo. weird, but that's weird. <laughs> Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, like killing someone. Nah, that's not weird. <laughs> but you know what is weird? Putting on their stuff. Well, that's <laughs> weird. It's weird. Oh, speaking, speaking. One of the tellers actually funny. Uh, it was Kitty's husband. Oh my, like, oh my god. god! Yeah, 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 yeah. I was just gonna say. He was. Oh my god, he's actually so funny. He was like, he's, he's she's reaching for help. And he's like, ah, psych. No. That actually made me chuckle so hard. Or yeah, when he was looking so for funny. um, what was her husband's name again? Um, I think it's Josh. I think it was Josh. Josh. I think it might have been Josh or something. Well, but, whatever yeah. her husband's name, when he was like hiding yeah, Josh. in his boat and like he was pretending to like look for him and he was like, <sighs> like looking side to side with his hands on his hips and this like little robe. I was like, I know. we both know you know where he is. <laughs> he was literally just standing on the boat. But yes, let's be extra. Let's be so extra. Like, huh, where could he have gone? But like in like that weird, like, <laughs> language yeah the family the family kind of died in a funny way because it's like like the wife was kitty was concerned that there's like sound outside the like at the house but then after the tethered version just walked in like they just showed up nowhere and it's like stab yo the twins got me that was so funny it was like Done. And I love how like Beach Boys is just in the background. Good vibration. When yeah. she was like, yeah, "Call the police!" Though that was so good. Yeah, right, and then it's like NWA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I just think I'm like mad karma. Like, <laughs> okay, hold on. 
what happened with OJ OJ's case? Oh, he stabbed OJ. her, right? Who? Wait, yeah. Is that the joke? Yeah. Okay. So wait, what? Okay, so when uh, when when Josh was looking outside, he's like, I see someone. Mm. And the wife is like, Really? He's like, Yeah, I see OJ. OJ Simpson. And I was like, why OJ? Yeah. But it makes sense because the people came in and just stabbed all of them. And that's what happened in jo OJ's case. He stabbed her. That's the joke. Oh. I just I, I went through went past my head. <laughs> right? I didn't even notice that's that. what I'm saying, though. Like every time you watch it, I find I feel like you'll really find something new. Yeah. Yeah. I just I just can't get over how like how easily they die. Cause you know, like the main family, they actually put up a fight, right? And then, and then they just they just walked in. And it's like, why is your door unlocked in the first place? How did how did the tether version of the twins get up there? I it's, it's, just, it's just Yeah, I think it's really interesting too, because um in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, a lot of the deaths were they tried their best to be gruesome, but there were yeah. a lot of times where they were like really funny, like incidentally, like when people just got bonked and fell down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the first one. In, in this one. Yeah. Uh, and us, there were a couple times where they were trying to be funny, but also serious at the same time. I thought, like, when, uh, what's the face, Zora comes into the house and one of the twins like the tethered twins comes out and like she's doing like a cartwheel oh yeah, yeah. zora just smacks her over the side of the head and like bonks her and i was just i was like wow yo what are the like, i don't know if i'm supposed to laugh but i definitely yo, you know that scene where it's like where they're all looking at the news and they finally and they found out about the hands across america thing you know how like when they zoomed out you see one of the twins dead body on the table Remember yeah that? and i'm just here like Oh, I forgot about her. Yeah, and like chilling, they don't even like care. in the living room, just the yeah. body through the coffee table. No big yeah. deal. Nothing to see here. How is she alive, though? Not a lie. She must have played like dead for like a long time, waiting until that decided to be alone, just jump on it. <laughs> yeah. Not to mention uh, the the whole when Zora was driving right to kill her double. I think me and my friends were just talking about why would you do this? Why would you open the sunroof? You know? Yeah, like, I really what? was like, seriously. Like, like Gabe. You know, you know she could jump on the roof of the car. I'm like, mm -hmm. how is that girl like balanced on that car? And like I and I, mean, I understand why they aren't like swerving right, to get her off. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, actually, I didn't get that until I saw like the whole idea of like, you know, slowing down the speeding up to just fling her across the <laughs> Shocker. Another Shocker. Yeah. But now that I think about it, I think uh, another hint too that gave away that Adelaide was a tethered was that she went out to look for that do to her daughter. Yeah. You know, I think mm. that gave that was another hint too, and which leads back to what Sam says: the more you watch it, the more Easter eggs you find, the more hints you find. Yeah. And you're like, oh my god, I didn't that went over my head this whole time. Yeah. For me too, it kind really... of spoke in like that. Sorry, Kyo. But it really spoke to me in that moment too when she went out to like look at like to look at the daughter, like the tethered daughter. Yeah. But she was like, like she was like shushing her, like calm, yeah, like trying to calm her down as she like died. I was like, yeah. this is weird. Yeah. Given the like the scenario and kind of like what they're dealing with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, that like why? 
You know, like Gabe was kind of like, your mother left the car. Yeah, no, I just think like, uh, with all the stuff that we're talking about in terms of this movie, it it really makes me think like, wow, if Jordan Peele was directing the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it would be done in 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. It was, right? Because like, there were there was like not a lot of character development all the people died super quick but like in here you have like a movie that is relatively long but there are so many things that even on the second watch through that we we just for uh for miguel right miguel this is your third time this is my third time (laughs) yeah so like for miguel's this is his third watch and he's still finding stuff that he hasn't seen in his other two. Yeah. You know? So, like, if we can see this much stuff now, what, like, what, what can we see later, right? Mm-hmm. It, almost, it almost reminds me of, like, you know how everyone's just so obsessed with, like, like the, like the all the like all the MCU movies and how they're so obsessed with finding mm-hmm. Easter eggs? Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. if you do that kind of formula where you have a... where you make the audience watch the movie twice... Oh, I think a horror movie could have the same effect as like those MCU movies, you know, where you're always mm-hmm. having people like you, you have no idea how many theory videos I see like all the time, right? About, yeah. Like, oh my god, there's this Easter egg. Oh my god, there's a new Easter egg review. Imagine like that was with horror films. I think horror films or like films like that will get like a lot of buzz if like mm-hmm. you're always, I guess, making the audience want more, you know? Mm-hmm. I thing. will. I will say though that the Marvel Cinematic Universe is also backed up by the comics. Okay, yeah, that's true. So yeah. for me, uh, from what I see of the Easter eggs, um, it's for me. I think it's easier because that universe is already a little bit—not a little bit, but like it's already established. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So if you put down, uh, you know, a, a superhero symbol the people who have watched the comics or not watched the comics but read the comics or have you know played the games or whatever whatever will recognize what this is and understand the meaning of it but for Mm. stuff like uh horror movies and like independent horror movies or just movies in general where the universe hasn't been established beforehand that makes it a harder challenge because how Mm. do you because essentially all these meanings are types of symbols but how do you make symbols meaningful to people without them having that prior knowledge from the comic books mm-hmm. true right true yeah. that is true like, wow. I, that's why um fr- like big franchise movies like marvel do good because you know it's already established and people know about it mm-hmm. that's why they get like these good reviews but so like talking about how like us didn't really get good reviews it makes sense because the universe is like not established you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. all right well anyways we have reached the end of our show uh thank you guys for listening and uh tune in next time we will talk about our next movie genre uh we haven't decided what genre we'll be doing but y'all will find out soon uh anyways this has been cinema with the crew with alex keo sam and miguel and we are signing off Bye. Bye. Bye.